hello, this is Betsy. It is Saturday, November 20th, 2021. Here we are today, everybody. Here we are today. The show about celebrating the joys and challenges of the human experience. And I'm here to give you some encouragement, support, maybe ask you some questions to think about, share my perspective, insights, maybe share a story or two. My hope is that you get something supportive and valuable out of spending this time. And it's uh, not edited. It's raw. It is what it is, as my wife's grandmother used to say to us. It is what it is. I hope that you are being gentle with yourself. You might not be. And if you're not being gentle with yourself, that's okay. Let's say hello to that. So I've already created one nice circle here at the beginning. Today I was uh, thinking about one of the most powerful athletic experiences that I've had in my life, which happened on this day many years ago. I played in the uh, national so- national club soccer tournament for like university club soccer team. So I played in the University of Michigan's club soccer team in college. And my senior year, we qualified for the national tournament for the first time. We had never qualified for the national tournament until my senior year. And that season we had a new coach and a really phenomenal team of people, just wonderful, wonderful people. And the experience was that we made it to the, we made it to the national tournament for the first time ever. And the way that the national tournament is set up is that you have to, if you're going to make it to the finals, you need to play six full soccer games in it's like three or three and a half days. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not spread out, you know, like, like a like an NCAA March Madness tournament. It's like there are days in between games. It's like you're playing multiple games per day. So it's a very, very intense tournament if you're winning, right? It's intense if you lose, but it's intense if you're winning because you keep playing. Side note, I had a dream the other night about a tournament where if you lose, you advance. And only the team that loses advances. So if that doesn't bake your noodle, you're welcome. Um, I mean, you're welcome if it does. You're welcome if it doesn't. But I was just like feeling into it in my sleep. Like, okay, so let's say, why don't the team that loses advance and see what happens? <laughs> you can tell that I really think, I think a lot about competition. I think a lot about flipping it on its head and um, being really intentional and uh, with with competition. So this, my senior year of college, we went to the national tournament and there's basically pool play, which you have to be the top two. Pool play is like the world cup, right? So it's like the top two out of four teams in the pool. You all play each other. And then the top two teams advance. And then you go into like, you know, quarterfinal, semifinal, final. So total there, that makes six games. Yeah. So. I will not walk you through the play-by-play of all of these six games. What I will do is I will share that we made it out of our pool. We made it to the quarterfinals. 
in the quarterfinals, we were down by one goal. We scored a goal. Uh, and then we scored another goal in the last two minutes to win 2-1, basically the last second. So that put us into the semifinals. Well, the semifinals that morning, we had had multiple injuries uh, throughout the tournament, sadly. And uh, one of our coaches came to me, and I had played mostly center mid, you know, like offensive center mid. Sometimes I would play striker. And uh, one of the coaches came to me and, and pulled me aside. And said, Betsy, you know, our sweeper, she's injured. And so we're looking around the team and thinking into uh, who should play sweeper. And I have no idea. The next they say, well, we're, we want to know if you want to play sweeper. Well, uh, I don't know if I mentioned I was a captain of the team. So I was a leader of the team. And so they're asking me why I play sweeper. Of course I'll play sweeper. Well, guess what? Guess how much in my whole experience, I played four years of varsity soccer in high school. I played a soccer front since I was on many travel teams. I mean, so much soccer. I never trained as a defensive player. I never, I never played in any games playing defense. I, you know, I'd never done it before. And it's, uh, you know, it's a big responsibility and it's an important position. And I think of sweepers as being fast, you know, because if you're defending forwards, then you have to be fast. And I didn't think of myself as fast. I played, um, the first really competitive team I played on was, uh, in a boys league because there was not a competitive girls league in my town in middle school. So I played at the boys team two seasons a year, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Um, each year. So like six seasons. And I remember one, one day in sixth grade, uh, the coaches pulled myself and Alam Jakob, um, my dear friend from childhood and teammate and pulled us aside and said, we want to time you each running the 40. And then they had the, they had Matt Kellogg on our team run the 40, who was the fastest. And then this guy who moved from New York, Matt Germack, they said, we want you to run the 40. Well, I very quickly figured out that they thought Alam and I were the slowest on the team. And that's why they were getting the fastest and the slowest. And then where does Matt Germack fit? Well, Matt Germack made the team. And Matt was a great friend of mine in middle school and high school, uh, as was Alam and Matt Kellogg and all the rest of the guys. Um, and that really was formative in my mind, you know, like, oh, I'm slow. That's what I got out of that. I thought, oh, I'm slow because I was being, you know, measured against as the slow person. So he says to me, my coach at the, my senior year in college, will you play sweeper? I say, yes, I'll play sweeper. I mean, inside myself, I'm terrified. I'm like, well, do you think, I mean, do you think I'm fast enough? And we had been working on my speed. Uh, and they were like, yeah, you're like, you're going to be okay. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, uh oh, <laughs> really? I mean, it's it's tough to play a new position in anything. It's tough to do something new. It's especially with you know in your situation like this, and it's a lot of pressure. I always have really liked being in those situations, though. I like as someone who likes to. I'm drawn to leadership. I'm drawn to being the one to say, okay, I'll. I'll do it. And in situations, people say, nobody wants to say, I'll do it. Um, so I played sweeper and I was very delighted that, um, we did not get scored on in the first half. I played sweeper and I played good enough. Um, 
And by the second half, they put in one of the outside defenders who is a freshman, who's a phenomenal soccer player, Katie Keller. Um, shout out to all these people that I'm referencing. She played sweeper in the second half, and I was able to go back to playing um, center mid. Where am I going with this? We won that game. What That was the semifinal. And we were exhausted. This team of women, we trained so hard together and we spent so much time together. And what we really committed to in that season was we really committed to playing a type of defense that was high pressure. Well, without getting into all the sports details of it, it's essentially, it's a type of defense where you can't, you have to be on the same page for it to work. I mean, there's not much room for error and you have to be communicating and you have to be moving as a unit. And so if you step up to put pressure on the other team and your, your teammates are not behind you stepping up with you, a good team can just cut through it really easily. So you have to be moving like you're, you're one organism. And something that I'm, I feel so incredibly proud of and, and I'm feeling emotional about it because it, that I feel so grateful that I got to have that experience with that team because we did it. We were not the best team at this tournament. We weren't the most skilled. We weren't the most athletic. We weren't, we may have had the best endurance. That's something that we had some control over. We worked really hard um, for, on our fitness. We weren't the best team and we had never qualified for the tournament before. But what we did have was trust and what we did have was each other. And it was always about each other. It was always about supporting and encouraging each other. And, and when somebody goes for it, and by the way, when you're, I mean, and you can use this as a metaphor for anything, but when you're working that hard and you're exhausted and you're working together and you know, you're all giving it everything that you have and you're giving each other encouragement to help each other through it. I mean, it is beautiful. And for me, sports, gosh, I, that was really my primary identity probably until I was, I don't know, maybe 25 years old that the thing I love about sports is it's art. That's it. That's what I've always loved about it. The expression, the creativity and the camaraderie. Well, let me tell you, uh, you know what I, I didn't love in sports was playing tennis in a tournament playing singles. I did not like that. And I, I played tennis pretty well. I mean, we, we all, my whole family is all plays tennis. We all grew up playing tennis and we trained and everything, but I would play in these tournaments and I would practically be breaking the racket. I would just be so distressed about making mistakes and failure and not, and when I'd be so obsessed with winning that if something went wrong, I just would melt down. And, um, to the point where my sister and I ended up playing against each other in a tournament, my sister, who's like, we were raised, I mean, we're 18 months apart, but we're raised like, you know, buddies, like, like twins, because we're close in age, one year apart in school. We always had each other. We were always each other's playmates all along. So, but in a situation, we played doubles together, which was awesome. Diana's an amazing tennis player. Oh my goodness. 
and just so fun playing against her no okay so we played a pro set which is eight games it's supposed to be eight games everybody best of eight games like one set in tennis is six games we played each other when we were 11 and 12 and the, the pro set took three hours and 15 minutes <laughs> Three hours and 50. Do you know why? Because we are hitting the ball like a huge parabola. Just we're just lobbing the ball back and forth. Just being super cautious. Both of us so cautious because we didn't. It's not that we didn't want to beat the other one. We both wanted to win. But we were so scared of losing that we spent three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh, bless our hearts. Um. We didn't want to lose. That's how competitive we were. We were. I was freaking out. That's how competitive I was. So fast forward back to senior year, this tournament, working hard together, all these amazing women. And we won the semifinal. We made it to the finals. The finals, we played Colorado State. And I remember specific plays in that game. Let me tell you, my memory is not that great with certain things, but there are plays in that game I remember. And I'm not telling you like highlight reel plays. I'm talking about plays where I didn't think it was humanly possible for me to make a run and I was able to somehow find energy somewhere. That that kind of memory where you're just like, I we are leaving it all in the field. And by the end of regulation, we were tied, went into overtime. And overtime ended, went into PKs. Okay, PKs. Well, you know, I always I always wanted to be, like, taking a PK and taking the last second shot. I I, I was willing. I am was also willing and celebratory of somebody, the first person who was the most confident to say, I'm going to take that to be like, it's all you. Like, you've got this. Like, this is your PK. So it's not like I had to do it. Um, Well, in PKs, basically, long story short, We lost after four shots and um, we had a couple that were not on goal and it was, it was tough. It was really tough, but you know what? It wasn't that tough. It really wasn't like if I started this off by saying I lost in the finals in the national tournament, my senior year of college, my last college, blah, blah, blah. That's fine for somebody else. I'm not blah blahing them. I'm just saying if I just set it up that way, it'd be like, oh, that's so awful. That's so bad. It was it was the most magical, amazing athletic experience of my whole life. I have zero sadness about it. I have zero regrets about it. I know everybody did their best. We we, we showed up with and for one another. We loved each other. What more can I, I mean, honestly, that feels like the pinnacle of the human experience. Like what more can we ask for? And some people would say, well, you could ask for being a national champion. (laughs) It was enough for me. And it's an, it was enough for me. Then it's enough for me now. And I learned so much through that experience with that team and that whole season which was we measured ourselves by how we collaborated with each other. We measured ourselves by the goals that we set and the plays that we wanted to do and the and the types of formations that we wanted to run and what we learned from those experiences. And we at the end of a game if we had quote if we had won by the scoreboard but we didn't hit our goals then we didn't feel good about it. If we 
hit our goals and we showed up with each other and we lost, then we still celebrated because for us, that's what it was about. That's what I really feel it is about. And I used to, as a kid, be so incredibly competitive. And it was like when I was playing touch football during recess, every single day, I wanted to win and I wanted to be the best and I wanted to get the trophy and I wanted everyone to cheer for me and to say I was the best. And what I learned over time and with different teams and is how much I loved being a part of a team and how beautiful that opportunity is and that there can be winning experiences that are great. They're going to be losing experiences that are great. They're going to be winning experiences that are heartbreaking. They're going to be losing experiences that are heartbreaking. And so my question for you is, you know, is when you think about competition in your life, like where do you feel competitive? And by the way, I'm not saying competition is bad. It is a agreement. It's a framework. It's a way of engaging. And frankly, they call it a game. So it's a way to play with each other, to express ourselves, to put our, our skills up against one another, to push ourselves to improve and, and, um, and to show up. There's a lot of beauty in it. It's just when we turn the volume up so high, when we make it about our identity, like I'm a winner, I'm a loser. That's when it just, it starts to get really harmful. And I think a lot of competition is really harmful. I just talked to a child who I love, love, love. Um, one of my best, best friends, his daughter. And when she came out of the womb, she was moving and dancing and singing. I mean, this child, bless you. She she just was born to dance. And when I, I got to talk to her on the phone the other day this week, um, she was telling me that she's in a dancing, a competitive dance group now. And I could feel myself a little bit like tightening up, like, like it's going to be competitive. Like, is she going to still love to dance? And so I, I try not to, I try not to project all my relationship with competition on her. And I just showered her honor and celebration of this beautiful expression that moves through her and the joy of seeing her experience with it. And that I am so happy that she has a place to express that and to have fun in the competitive aspect of it and how wonderful it is to dance in a group and how you can move together and communicate with each other that way. So again, I think there's a lot of joy that can come out of it, a lot of empowerment that can come out of it. But are you being competitive in your life automatically without thinking about it, without, without consciousness around it? Are you finding yourself competing at work or competing in social life or some other element? And I wonder how you might choose to engage in a competitive environment if it is a formal competitive environment. What kinds of values do you want to bring into that experience? And how might what I've shared, I, I guess I'm trying to challenge maybe you to expand or, or welcome in new possibilities of ways of thinking about a competitive type of engagement. I'm so I'm so grateful for all of these experiences that I've had. And as when I really want to get crying is when I think about I lost in the finals of the national tournament my senior year of college, and I don't feel sad about that. 
the next year, all my teammates who I worked so hard with, they went to nationals. And this was when the internet was just budding. They, there was no way to watch it live. There was no, unless I went, traveled to that location, which at that time I couldn't do that. But I was refreshing the website, refreshing the website, refreshing the website, waiting for the phone call, waiting for the phone call. And they won. My team. After I graduated. And I feel more emotional about that than I did about the story of me being a part of it. And it's not just that they won. It's the way that they did it. And how they were. And who they are and what they stand for. And it's so incredibly beautiful. And I remember my friend called me and I was just bawling and bawling. bawling just like right now. <laughs> Sitting in my dad's office at my parents' house. And just so happy. And they have a ring. And I love that. absolutely love it. I ended up coaching for several years for the team as an assistant coach. The team went in two years after that. And I was a coach of the team. And that was, I mean, just talk about heart growing, expansive. So where can you welcome in kindness and generosity and, and, um, into your lenses of competition? I send you so much love and appreciation for this time, this time together that I'm here by myself, but I definitely feel uh, grateful for the space to talk about all of this. So I'm giving you a big celebration of you, everything you are, everything you were, everything you may be revealing or unfolding into. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.